0: everybody and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today we are going to be talking about whether you can have friends of the opposite sex when you're married. Obviously this is only holds true as an issue if you're heterosexual, so otherwise it would be friends that you find attractive. Um, and uh, I will get into the details of that right before I tell you to subscribe. The most recent one is, what about when you get married when you're young and dumb? Another question from a listener. All right, so can you have friends of the opposite sex when married? I do, so I was a groomswoman for my friend, so obviously I believe that you can have friends of the opposite sex. When can you not, though? So I have a whole post about you cannot have friends of the opposite sex if you've been on Facebook. If you have been unfaithful, if you struggle with infidelity, whether that is uh, online or in-person, emotional affair, physical affair, whatever, then, you know, you make your bed, you lay in it, and um, you've made your bed. And so there's no reason that A, your spouse would trust you to have an opposite sex friend, and B, that you should trust yourself. Because if you like somebody enough to be close to them as a friend, then you may well not be able to hold strong boundaries. If they ever express a romantic interest in you, as you've had issues with boundaries in the past. So if you're a it's just like being an alcoholic, right? Like if, if you've cheated, then you know, it's don't put yourself into situations where there may be a problem. Just like if you are an alcoholic, don't go to a bar. You know, it's the same kind of thing. So let's assume that there's not infidelity though. Let's assume that there's a situation where there is um just uh, you know, you have a friend from college, it's 10 years later, it's still a close friend somebody that you talk to, okay, fine, nobody's saying you have to stop being friends with this person, but, but, there's always a but, can you hold strong boundaries in the area of confidences about your marriage? You should not be talking to any other person about your marriage that is not, um, somebody that you literally can never have sex with because they are uh your same-sex friend again if you're heterosexual so if there is any possibility that you could end up having sex with this person do not confide in them about your marriage because confiding about your marriage makes them feel for you it makes them feel intense connection with you this is a way to bond and if they have any marriage problems they will start to share them back to you and then you're two people who really like each other that are both complaining about your spouses and what does that lead to well it leads to something romantic because you are bonding to somebody who then starts to seem like a very understanding loving member of the opposite sex and who really gets you and who feels the same and who's really there for you and who doesn't have to deal with any of the annoying shit day to day that they might if they were your spouse so they can certainly have a lot of um you know a lot of sympathy towards you much more so than your spouse who also has to deal with whatever you're bringing to the table in terms of the marital dysfunction so this is a very very clear boundary if you want to have an opposite sex friend do not start sharing with them negative shit about your marriage and in fact only share positive things about your marriage and also don't never mention your marriage because that's weird too so it's real weird for somebody who's married to have an opposite sex friend that they just kind of like from all the friend knows from the conversations it's almost like they're not even married that's also a red flag because then your spouse should be a large part of your life if you can have constant like um or regular conversations with somebody mentioning zero about your spouse then that is a strange thing it's kind of like you're communicating that the spouse is not a big part of your life by basically never ever talking about that so here's something normal to say to your spouse oh um you know jane and i went to the festival with our kids and you know with the kids and it was fun It was a little annoying though because our daughter obviously as you know still struggling with behavior issues you know jane had it under control jane found her a, a child therapist but you know i'm real worried about her That's like a normal thing to share about your family. Like, you know, it's not all roses. You're confiding something. But your spouse, you're making your spouse look good. You're mentioning your spouse and you're saying something positive that your spouse did by having the situation under control or finding a therapist or what have you. And it doesn't always have to be bad things. You could say, oh, we hosted Thanksgiving and Jane made a great pot roast and then I made the turkey. Whatever. You know, it it doesn't matter as long as Jane is part of the equation. And of course, the same thing goes in the gender inverse. You would mention your husband as doing positive things. If you're a woman listening to this, who's talking to a male friend, you don't want to go get drunk individually with your friend. That is obviously a bad thing. If you want to have a lunch or a dinner with them when they're in town and you have very good boundaries and no trust issues with your spouse because you've never done anything awry, amiss, then okay. But should you be getting wasted with a member of the opposite sex? No. Everybody looks more attractive when you're drunk. You definitely don't want anything weird or bad to happen. Plus, it's like weird. You know, you're like a grown-up. You don't need to go get drunk with somebody who is a, a member of the opposite sex. And um, and just kind of hope for the best. Hope that they don't confide anything or you don't or there's no boundaries crossed. Why don't you just not put yourself into that kind of situation? If there's going to be alcohol involved... Then have your spouse come. Have both of the spouses come. If, now here's another, here's a situation to watch out for. You're happily married and your opposite sex friend gets divorced. Well, this is not a good situation. Because then you may start to wonder, oh, what if I was single? Then I could be with my opposite sex friend. Even if you really w- were not that into them before when you were both partnered. Or you may start to vicariously live the single life through your opposite sex friend who is going to be dating all these people off of dating apps and feeling free and young and unencumbered in a way that you might envy if you're honest with yourself so if you're happily married and your opposite sex friend becomes single why don't you put up a couple more boundaries and basically see them primarily with your spouse along okay so there's something if you want, if you're a rule follower, then that's like a good rule to follow. When else is it bad to hang out with your opposite sex friend? Also, when they are having some sort of a crisis and you're the only person they could turn to. This is not a good situation. Why are you the only person that they can turn to? This indicates some sort of drama. If they're partnered, they should talk to their partner. If they're not partnered, they should have other friends too. You are an opposite sex friend that is happily married and you want to stay that way. If you're on un- unhappily married by the way then you should really be extra extra careful about hanging out with opposite sex friends because you're already unhappily married so basically if the wind blows on you the wrong way, you're going to want to cheat because you're unhappy anyway. So don't put yourself into situations where it's going to make it even harder for you. So at this point is when you would go into therapy and you would confide in your same-sex friends. If you don't have any same-sex friends, that's a problem. When people do not have any same-sex friends, it usually indicates a deep self-loathing about their gender. So women that are like, oh no, I'm only friends with men, They usually have had a bad relationship with their mother. Their mother taught them to hate women. Sometimes their father taught them to hate women. It's equal opportunity. But guess what? They're a woman. So this always indicates deep self-esteem issues. Rarely do I hear men say all my friends are women. It's not as frequent, but when they do, there's usually a bit of narcissism involved. Because when all your friends are women, they're always just clucking over you and complimenting you. Women are a lot more like that with their friends. Guys will tease each other a lot more than women do. When women are friends, they say how, you know, hot and wonderful and smart and, you know, great each other are and each other is and then uh, they do the same thing for a male friend. It's always very positive. So if you as a man need the constant adulation of female friends and have no male friends at all, then you got to think maybe it's not just that you're somebody sensitive and verbal, like you've been telling yourself, but somebody who's very dependent on the positive affection and reinforcement and adoration of women. um, And you really can't handle a more kind of... um, equal and not complementary, you know, relationship with a fellow male. So you got to really introspect about that. There's never, there's never nothing going on when somebody repudiates their gender. You know, it's the same as if somebody repudiates any other aspect of that. You know, never trust really that the motivations are good when somebody only has like one sort of anything, and has lots of problems with entire other groups of people, like an entire gender, an entire race, an entire religion, whatever. Um, Anyway... What else can you do if you want to make sure that you have good boundaries? Don't text late at night with an opposite sex friend. Like literally, like wh- what do you have to do? You have to, it has to come from a place where it's the spirit of the law, not the letter of the law. You could remember all the shit I tell you and say that you're doing the right thing, but you could still be nursing a tremendous crush on your opposite sex friend. Well, that's not the spirit of the law. What you want to do is to think about your opposite sex friend as on a, um, a, a in a different category from a confidant they cannot be a confidant about your relationship in the way that a same-sex friend can because then you're opening yourself up to potentially crossing boundaries because that's the most intimate sort of information to share is about your relationship so you can't talk to the opposite sex friend about your sex life you can't talk to the opposite sex friends about your love life you can't talk to the opposite unless you're single if you're single i this isn't a podcast for you if you're single have at it because then if you sleep with your opposite sex friend that's cool that's like when Harry met Sally but if you're married and you're wanting to stay that way or even if you're unhappily married but you're working on it and you're trying to be an ethical honest person that doesn't cheat then you cannot be confiding at night or drunk or about your sex life basically Anything that would make your inhibitions go away, you need to have inhibitions with your opposite sex friend. Now, what if you tell me you don't find them attractive? Well, they may find you attractive. And you may find them attractive enough um, if your spouse is acting like a real asshole and you're drunk and it's midnight. I mean, that's just the truth. So, and that's for either gender, you know, I mean, everybody looks better when they're nodding sympathetically with you and you're drinking and it's late and, you know, they're telling you that you're the one who's right about all of your marital conflict. Like, of course, that's going to make them look attractive, right? So if you don't want to put yourself in a situation like this, and you want to have very strong boundaries, you know, so then you got to think about your opposite sex friend as somebody who really doesn't really know the full 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 full. you you know not fully they're never going to know about your sex life they're never going to know about deep uh issues within your marriage but they could still be a friend they could still be a great friend they're just a friend with whom you have boundaries and if you're somebody who doesn't understand what that means then you're likely somebody who struggles with codependency and lack of boundaries in your life in general an oversharer so you can't overshare with the opposite sex friend because oversharing is like a version of flirting you know you're you're pushing boundaries you're saying hey look look under look look underneath at what's you know going on in my life you're getting the real view we're intimate enough for you to understand like things that other people don't understand that's flirting so we don't want to be flirting with our opposite sex friends you want to have strong boundaries so it's like how um, maybe you're friends with your kids friends parent so there's certain things that you wouldn't tell them because maybe you wouldn't want it getting back to the, your kid's friend, you know, or maybe you have friends at work that you wouldn't tell certain things that you would tell your college friends or your high school friends. There's all different tiers and levels of intimacy with people. So the opposite sex friends have to be kept at not, not in the primary level, not where you're telling them, oh, uh, you know, my husband hasn't made me orgasm in, in three months. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm so disappointed in him. But that's not the shit you tell to an opposite sex male friend, you know, I mean, or vice versa obviously if you're a woman you also don't complain about your in-laws very much. You don't make anything seem like in your marriage it's bad, unless of course you get divorced. Then confide in your opposite sex friend will probably be the first person you sleep with. But, <laughs> but if you if you're trying to be good, ethical, and to have boundaries, then just literally have the fucking boundaries. And it's good to introduce them to and and uh, facilitate a relationship between your spouse and this opposite sex friend. So the people who have have like a, a friend who's a female friend from college and then that female friend pretty much becomes better friends with their wife you know, than they are even with the guy, that's a good situation. Then everybody's close, you know, but there's no boundaries crossed in that the wife ever has to feel that she is being put second to this female friend. Because when people feel like they're being put second to your friends, when your spouse feels they're being deprioritized compared to an opposite sex friend, then obviously they're going to be jealous, right? because they literally have a reason to be. This is a threat to the marriage. But um, if, if somebody, conversely, if somebody says to you with zero history of infidelity or dishonesty on your part, if they say that you are not allowed and you have to get rid of your college friend and can never speak to him again ever, then that is somebody controlling. That's somebody to get into couples counseling immediately because they can't tell you to not be friends with somebody. They can tell you to not flirt with somebody. But if they're seeing flirting when there isn't even flirting, then that's a couples counseling kind of issue because that may be a very controlling um you know preoccupied attachment insecure person or or, and only you know if this is true, they may be picking up on that you're flirting. <laughs> so, you, you you know, you gotta be honest with yourself there, too. So don't try to make to have your cake and eat it, too. Don't try to have the friend that really boosts up your ego because you really secretly kind of do like how much they're in love with you, but also, you know, gaslight your partner by saying that's not happening. That's just not a way to, you know, be an ethical human being. All right, hopefully I covered the uh, big issues with opposite-sex friends, and if you have any other questions, questions and you want to join my Facebook group that is where I get lots of my podcast ideas so please do join you'll like it if you like listening to me and interacting with me because I interact in that group and I'll talk to you all soon have a great day